Hello, friends. Welcome to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. My name is Mike Cisneros, and I'm here to take you through the next hour, hour and a half of fine craft beer conversation. Joining me again, as always, is the Gnarly Gnome, the man who is synonymous with Anonymous from the GnarlyGnome.com. Welcome, sir. Cheers. Good to be back. Also joining us, I don't even know what you do what? over there anymore. <laughs> I you've don't even got, know either. You've got 50 different titles and 40 different responsibilities, but from the Overlook Lodge, and she's got the tattoo, the brand new ink on her arm to prove it, the queen of Daddy. Cincinnati craft beer commentary, Tina Cisneros. Tina, ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. And we are being joined tonight uh, by a person who has... Really, we've We're being been looking, we've, we've, by a person. We've very much <laughs> been looking forward to this person, to this uh, program, because <laughs> it's you a really interesting. Well, I said he that you should be able to assume that this is a man. Are or you if, smart enough? Or if you're on Periscope, you can that? just see it. Uh, <laughs> Although I did. Yes. This, by the way, we'd like to this lady one time. We'd like though. to welcome everybody <laughs> on Periscope and also on Google Plus again this week. Uh, finally, after a hiatus of last week, so hopefully everybody's got us on the Google Hangouts on air. I think we need uh, to find a better the access. Well, like I don't know what uh, you know. Uh, work it's, on that. It's still. I'll build a show. Why don't you, why still don't you in beta mode. Let's introduce our guest. How about that? Jonathan Klein, he's taken an idea that I think is really cool, and that is, he's trivia is a staple of bars, craft beer, tap rooms, so forth and so on. Oh yeah, of course. You've taken it to the next level, and you're doing just beer trivia, and even that Cincy beer trivia, hence Cincy beer quiz. So welcome to the show, and uh, and we're glad to have we have you with us. Greetings and, and cheers, since yes. Bruce asked. And I think we've been, like I said, we've been looking forward to this for uh, since we booked it in the middle of last month because I'm really interested to find out what it's all about, and you know what you've got what you've got planned and what your ideas are, and uh, when the first one's going to be and all that stuff. And we will talk about all of that in just a minute. But first, we have to look and root around and see what we can pull. From the beer fridge. So, what do we have tonight? First of all, the gnarly gnome brings us an offering, and it looks like it's uh, fantastic. I can smell it uh, in my glass all the way from over here. You've taken my it. side really, beer and put it in the beer fridge. Really has. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Really has. Thanks for. So thanks I have. For I have two things. I'm assuming you want this one first. The one that um, peach dodo, because it's spring in my head. Even from Rheingeist, like right? Outside from Rheingeist. Um, this is, of course, the draft version, though, um, versus the cans, which just came out, too. And I actually do think there's a difference between the two. I don't know that everybody would agree with me, but um, I think it's better on draft than it is in the cans. Not that it's bad in the cans. But Crisp, clean, refreshing, tart, has that... Um, That's so distracting. Has that... <laughs> Stupid ha- has a dog. Has a real distinctive peach tartness on the back of the palate, which I think I really like. It's not peachy like fake peach like you get in those little like gummy things. Right. It's 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 got that real peach flavor, uh, especially on the back end where you're all, where it tastes like you're eating peach. It's like the tart. It's tartness. It's the tartness of the peach. Well, and I you know I still in my head have no idea what a goza is supposed to actually taste like because they're still so far all over the board in Cincinnati. You've got some that are that are really tart, some that are kind of middle of the road, some that aren't really that tart at all. They just have it kind of um, sitting in the background with the situated malt or whatever. But So I don't know how accurate to style as far as a goza this is, but I do know that it's really good, which should count for something. What do you think a goza should be? I mean, what do you think I have it no should clue. be? I, I mean, but what do you think it should be? In my head. And Jonathan, you're welcome to join in, Tina, whatever you're... In my head, it, it should not be this tart. If you're wanting to stay true to a historical style, in my head, nobody really knows because the style died. Um, but from what I understand, it was just it happened naturally from some funk that was going on in breweries at the time. It wasn't uh, a purposeful sour beer like that. I don't. I don't know. Well, and I I feel like also Gozes and like Berliner Weisses are also a little bit on the more mild end like when i when right. i first even tried some of the very first uh, sours that people were trying to say oh this is great it's like i don't understand it they all taste the same because it's just so much of that tartness but when i started getting the ones that were um a little bit more mild like your your gozas your berliner vice right. and stuff like that that's when i really started to kind of appreciate it and be able to kind of 
look past the tartness and kind of get it helps pull other flavors out other exactly. than become the dominant. The first um, the first goza I ever had was um, out and about by Blank Slate. And I re- I didn't know what it was. I didn't realize what it was supposed to be. And I thought that it just tasted like a sour that wasn't sour enough. Right. What right, was right, right. what was the one that they did at um, for Ohio Brew Week two years ago? That was the, the was the collaboration, Man. the Madman. Mm-hmm. I thought that was horrible. I drank it, and I'm just like, this, I thought it was okay. I just don't. But then they came out with Shade, which, which is like tweaked a bit, and I. Oh, I'm in love with Shade. Yeah, That's my favorite. There shade were also here. two Mad Men's. There was the cranberry version at Listerman, and then Mad Tree brought it back to their brewery and did the blackberry version. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's just the the a blackberry and the, I, I don't know. But I've, I've I've had a lot of the go the gozas and the sours and so forth, and and I'm becoming something. I'm, I'm becoming something of a convert. I I like them. They're not my first pick. I'll never. I'll never walk into a uh, I'll never walk into a, a new tap room and go, "What's your goza?" You know, <laughs> but 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 uh, but I won't say that I wouldn't have it, have it on the sampler rack either. So yeah. I don't know that I would walk into a tap room and request their goza, but if I was on a tap room's patio sitting outside and I saw you guys have a goza on, it might be my first pick sitting in the sun. Well, and much like ciders, they help break up. Like if you're having a long tasting of a bunch of different very like especially dark beers, splitting it up with a it cider or a goza up, yeah. is nice because you can kind of refresh the palate and um, yeah. I, I, I agree next. with you. Next, where's my... Okay. And uh, uh, so this one, the Hortense... Hortense! Yeah, tell us about it. Um, it is a Saison that Madtree brewed for um, the Cincinnati Flower Show. For and with the for Cincinnati with. Flower Show, yes. Um, it is a Saison brewed with nasturtium flowers and cucumbers. And I actually found out, I was just watching Food Network the other day, and nasturtium flowers are completely edible. Whole things. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's it. Plucked from the house. Wait, plucked from the garden. Nasturtium flowers have been from Carriage House Farms. Provide a peppery undertone while cucumber adds a hint of melon to the already fruity notes of the saison. I'm interested to try it in the bottle too because I hear there's quite a difference. Because uh, I had it on draft Thursday and a friend of mine popped open a bottle this weekend and said the cucumber comes through way more because I didn't uh, I feel was, that at all when I had it on draft. I was surprised at how the cucumber kind of plays into the beer too. Like it's, it's almost like if you didn't tell me it was cucumber, it would take me a really long time to figure that out. Yeah, it, you know, kind of like we're talking about the, the, the yeah, gozas and the burlingers. it's more like a freshness that you don't. Where it just really kind of pulls other flavors up and helps balance out other ones. And well, I don't know about you guys, but when it comes to saisons, I'm like fifty fifty on them. I'll get some that are way too spicy. Er, oh yeah, not way too spicy, but like. Some are just too funky, and I can't get behind them. And then other times, everyone's just knock it right out of the park. It doesn't seem to have much middle ground. It's either I love it or can't get it down my throat. And again, a lot of these lighter styles, everybody, it's not, it's not like I'm not tell, telling people something they don't already know, but a lot of these lighter styles have been serving as a backdrop, as a canvas, if you will, for a lot of these breweries for different different flavors fruity flavors flat floral flavors um you know and it's i think it's a way to get people that may not it's another entry point it's another door to open for people that might not be really interested in ipas or amber ales or stouts or things like that the traditional craft beer styles to come in and try something that and, and get something that they might really enjoy. Yeah, that's why I like them. I mean, I love all the the classic craft beer styles, um, but I when I see a saison or a goza or something on the list, I just get really like it's. It, I don't want to say it breaks up the monotony because that's not quite right, but it's just a little something different. I what I think is so neat about this one is that they really came from it. They started with the flowers. And then built a beer around that, and built you know different things that would come from the garden, and really you know developed it around. This is so different. That idea, from when I tried it at nine a.m. on Wednesday morning. <laughs> Wednesday morning, how that happen? Any, I think just about any beer be different. I work there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right. There's so much going on in there, you know. There, it's there's a lot. It's odd it's like it's really peppery for sure 
and like the the cucumber it almost tastes it doesn't taste like the middle of the cucumber it tastes like the skin hmm. of the cucumber i get a lot of gum like bubble gum like mm-hmm. fruit you know like tutti fruity right <laughs> right on the right on the nose can i see the bottle tina yeah thank you and that's yeah. that oh, that saison yeast you know right. i think we yeah, talked absolutely um, um well I, I i don't know if we talked to to evan about that with their um they're Belgian on the show or not, but I definitely that, did. That that pepperiness, that bitterness on the very, very back end, is, is that the nasturtium flowers? It's got to be. That label's boy, beautiful, that, too. Boy, it's gorgeous. I Well, I'm partial to anything pink, so. <laughs> pink hair, pink car, it, pink It really dog, does. Pink life. You know. The cucumber comes off real melony, which you know I you know I don't think of when I think of cucumbers, but yeah. it's definitely that kind of um, that that real fruity melon flavor. I'm getting a little like too a much like banana for me for my. Is anybody See, it seems banana? a little mild on that because generally a Belgian yeast will have a, mm-hmm. a whole lot of a. I'm banana, super sensitive to banana, banana flavor. I smell it more than I taste it, though. I know what you mean. Hmm. I wish it had maybe chilled down about another five degrees. Yeah. That's but, prob- well, um, that's probably why we're getting a lot of different... St- it's a lot different than when I had it for the first time. It's because it's hot. Just a... And, and a perfumey quality. Mm-hmm. I think that they've come out with... Mad Tree has, over the years, a lot of beers like this, like June... Like a couple of other ones that would be really good mixed in a cocktail, oh. and I think this would be really, really Hell good mixed yeah. in a cocktail. Uh, See, but I something. I mean, I wouldn't know where to start though with the flour. Like, what would you? I mean, this thing about stuff would actually pair with it though. Like, yeah, no gin. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, what's interesting? We talked at the Cincinnati Beer Week um, collaboration event right. about what um, Team Braxton was going to be doing with their lager pilsner kind of thing, and what flavors they were going to use. That also went with a vegetable. And I don't know that cucumber was kind of thrown around a lot with them, and I'm curious to if some of those floral kind of notes. I hope they do something else, not not cucumber. Cucumber is easy. Cucumber. Then that's uh, the the green lady from the Overlook Lodge is cucumber, and I invented that cocktail. And it was so or stupid, or eight easy. ball with their Belgian yeast yeah. and flowers could go kind of yeah. the same route too. Oh yeah. Jonathan brought us something. Tell us about what you brought. All right. I feel kind of bad because I didn't bring Cincy beers, but I'm kind of on a quest. Um, I'm about to hit the thousand mark on Untapped, so I'm like making sure I'm trying beers I haven't had before. Um, so the other day I picked up a 20-year storm. It's Heavy Seas uh, 20th anniversary beer. It's an Imperial ESB aged in bourbon barrel. And, yeah, I rarely anything that they barrel age is <laughs> not good. Imperial so. ESB. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So now we're coming a, like a whole another to a whole another spectrum of yes. part of the spe- beer spectrum, uh, if you will. Still a light style, classic Eng- English style. Is ESB one of my favorite beer styles? Uh, I love Fuller's. Uh, the um, is it the um, autumn ale? Or the winter is it the autumn ale that they, that uh, they consider up at Mount Carmel in yeah. the SB? Autumn is that what it's called? Autumn ale? That doesn't sound right. What's it called? Fuller's ESB is the one. Well, I know Fuller's. No, we're talking about Mount Carmel. We're talking about Mount Carmel. <laughs> oh, uh, what is that? Is it, did uh, that one? Was that one that not spring good? Spring time. It's fall time. Autumn. What is it? Harvest. Is that Harvest. 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 That's Harvest. it. I was like, it's not called autumn ale. <clears throat> Thanks. Guys, have you seen the little baby cheetah at the Cincinnati Zoo? The They're one from so Portland? so cute. No, look at this. Look. He's cute. So cute. Ah, yes. look, you're you're listening joking. to CheetahCast. It's a CheetahCast. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, he's so cute. I want a cheetah. Mm. I definitely get the, um, barrel. the barrel right, yeah, off, the right off the top. It's not too offensive, though. Yeah. No. It kind of reminds me of the Mount Carmel Harvest. Ale. Yeah, oh, it that's really good. Does. I really like that. What's mm-hmm. the ABV on that? Um, ten percent. Wow. Ten 
No, that's that's really good. Like I said, there are very few of the ones, the Bomber series, they do that I don't enjoy. I think the first one I really enjoyed from them was Cyrano Noir. But everything since then I've really enjoyed. Although I, I don't think I've had any of their, um, like I know they do a, uh, a regular IPA and a couple other stuff that they either can or bottle in 12 yeah. ones. I'm not sure I've had any of that stuff. Well, it's from Heavy Seas. Uh, it, it's I guess it's available now. Uh, um, it's um, I think it's just really good. I think it's pretty easy yeah, drinking for a barrel aged sort of. You know, I mean, it, it's not challenging. Right. It's not it, one that you want to stash away in a cellar, in my opinion. No, it's, no. It's and you don't want to. But you don't, I don't know if you want to drink a whole. One. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you want to invite a friend over. <laughs> one, two, and if you should, might be two different. Uh, well, and the sweetness of the barrel kind of counteracts with the bitter, so that's nice. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. I really like that. It's called Twenty Year Storm by Heavy Seas mm-hmm. from, I believe, Baltimore. I think you're correct. I think that sounds right. All right, I'll tell you folks what. We're going to take a little short break. We're going to we're going to have maybe one more beer, and then we're going to get to uh, uh, Jonathan Klein and the Cincy Beer Quiz here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, Eight Ball, Braxton, and more. At just five bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones, or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. This, this is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Anyway, Mike Cisneros back here on Cincy Brewcast uh, with an early gnome, uh, Tina Cisneros, and Jonathan Klein from Cincy Beer Quiz. Now, we're going to go around and we're going to taste uh, a little bit of the um, Are You Ready for the Darkness from Mad Tree, who has been going really crazy lately bottling bottling yeah. and releasing beers, <laughs> uh, which is something that uh, they were long, long begged to do. And um, so... Um, we are going to give the. Uh, are you ready for some darkness? Now this this came out. Uh, when it was last November. Yeah. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick. When was it? Wasn't that? No, it was more recently than that, wasn't it? I don't think so, because I remember drinking it was around definitely uh, 2015. That's the best I have. <laughs> huh? Because it was one of the yeah, few. Yeah, it says uh, November 2015. One of the few over the Thursday releases that I've missed in the past year. Interesting. Especially because I think they were only doing was it one or two bottles something crazy it was, like that. It was right around Black Friday too. Yeah, it, because it was, it was right. Black it was right before. No, but they they Black did a release Friday. right before Black Friday, That's and right. then another release. Or no, the first release was on Black Friday, and then they did another little release like the weekend or something. Or maybe the next week. It was well, right around Black Friday. Well, if you've got any at your house that you got when you were uh, when you were we got over some, there, some spillage. You're drinking um, the kind of have that's over there, huh? <laughs> you're drinking the stuff that I had that was over there. Yeah. If if you have it at home and you've been holding on to it, I'd say I think it's time to drink. Open it, it now and drink it because it's it's very it very was, very good. It was a little boozy that day, so I kind of made the decision after drinking it on on tap that. Um, I wanted to lay it down for a little bit. 
just terrific just terrific so that is uh, we've got that through from from the beer fridge let's talk about cincy beer quiz jonathan as i said at the top of the show i've been pretty anticipating this because i think it's amazing it's like we've said earlier trivia is a staple of you know everybody everybody has a trivia night every bar has some sort of trivia they trim them some try to put their own twist on it some of them just do regular trivia there's i guess there are a couple three companies around the city that go around and do stuff but this one is 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 for uh, is is it for your hardcore beer lover will your casual cincinnati beer fan be able to do well uh, tell us a little bit about it it isn't is it isn't i um i want people to be enjoy it even if they're a lay person that just likes a beer every once in a while or if they're even coming with three or four friends that are beer fans they're still going to have a good time and to be honest be able to contribute because <clears throat> some certain rounds are going to be or certain categories are going to be um even just wild card categories they have nothing to do with beer just to throw in some other stuff as a little bit more of a refreshing thing like hey here's some stuff that kind of not that everybody knows but more people have a chance to guess at so and i'm even taking some of these questions and trying to form them in ways that they will be guessable and not just like you have to be a complete whiz at all this stuff of the 1800 1900s uh <laughs> brewing history of cincinnati so and it's as much as it is about Cincinnati brewing history. I'm mixing in like the marketing from other breweries, like across the country that, um, people are going to pick up on fun things like that. And when we get a little bit later and do some of the actual questions, you'll get to see what I mean, where I'm taking certain categories and trying to not only throw in a couple questions that are about Cincinnati brewing, but also about beer in general or how beer has affected society or television, things like that. And, Really trying to engage as many people as possible. Cool. When we were at, because uh, I know when we were at um, uh, Overlook Lodge a couple of, uh, was it last month? I don't know. It goes, <laughs> I get so, but we yeah. were at Overlook, uh, Overlook Lodge recently and they're very, they're, they're very big into film over there and different yeah. kinds of movies and they do, they do trivia that is about different kinds of movies. Oh, cool. So I thought I'd turn the tables on everybody and do a, uh, beer and film little five question little short thing oh, last time so so you know that's so i understand that's kind of stuff that that people might remember or, or my you know that that would be completely you know, you know that wouldn't necessarily be cincinnati beer but would definitely be gettable by people uh, right that, that, that like movies or sports or whatever so so yeah that's pretty cool so what was the i don't know genesis of the idea of doing this 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 cincy beer quiz well, it started off a little selfishly. Uh, I'm a mobile DJ by profession. I do weddings, bar mitzvahs, uh, anniversaries, grad parties, all types of fun stuff. You name it, I've done it or will do it um, within legal restrictions, of course. And, um, so I, a couple years ago, I did the Cincinnati Underground Tour and learned some about brewing history. And I was turned on by a cer- to a certain book by the guy that was leading the whole thing. Started reading up on that. And I guess it was in the last really six months that I started to kind of build this in my head of like, hey, I can make this work. It could be something that I get to put a fair amount of work into and something I'm going to enjoy. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know it would start up right away. <laughs> a little sound check there. Um, but a couple years Afraid ago when I did the Cincinnati Underground Tour um, and learned about the brewing history, and actually what really captivated me was how much our economy was just wrecked after Prohibition. Like um, We were really like one of the top beer towns. Like... We had cause some of the furthest distribution, like we were going to New York when nobody was going that far. And like we even um, like railroads were built upon the premise of being able to transport beer. Like that's that's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of that. A lot of those facts that I know some people aren't going to know. But when I started putting this together in my head, I was like, well, I, I know I can make this fun, like make it game show style. And um, well, I'll just go ahead and tell you some of the format <clears throat> we're going to have five categories in a round and I'm deter- it's either going to be three or four questions for each category depending on I'm trying to figure out how long I want to make it it's got to be the actual recorded version I'm doing it as a podcast too I want it to be under 90 minutes if possible um but I'm doing all that to make um make sure a I'm able to engage people while I'm doing it and the way I'm actually getting some participation in there is during each round, I'm going to have actual um, special co-hosts. So when I do it at Braxton, like probably the Rouse brothers or maybe their mom or some other people that are involved with uh, Braxton uh, might be a special co-host for that round or uh, maybe the second one. But um, 
basically they'll be there alongside me. They'll either be asking some of the questions or Sweet. I'll just be chatting them up during it. And then at the end of each round, I'm going to do what's called the quiz review, where I just, while we're calculating scores when they turn in their sheets, um, kind of chatting up the co-hosts, like, what do you love about beer? Why do you love being in the industry? Just whatever comes to mind. Just kind of have some small talk while we're waiting for the next round to start. <coughs> and then if two different teams win, uh, they're going to go head-to-head competing. I'm going to spout out a bunch of different names of beers of local breweries, and they have to match them up. And whoever gets the most is going to win an additional prize. Now, the fun part is if the same team wins both rounds, they're going to go head-to-head with like one of the head brewers or someone else that works at Braxton or wherever I'm at. It's going to be somebody involved with whatever they're doing. So really trying to make that part fun and um, at the same time informative. As we're going over the answers, I'm going to have little kind of knickknacks of, hey, here's the answer to this question. And also, did you know this? Like so-and-so. Sure. And people are going to be rewarded for either coming to some of the first events or listening to the podcast because they're going to get answers for questions down the line um, when I reveal certain things about other answers. So so take notes. Take notes. And I've been <laughs> I've been revealing little cryptic answers uh, on the Facebook page and doing fun stuff like that, too, and I'm trying to and, make and, it really fun. And, of course, you know, we're so – you know we're so proud to know those guys and, and and happy that we're that we're sort of uh uh kind of maybe not connected at the hip but you know have a short umbilical cord or long umbilical cord between us and Braxton. I'm connected you at the bar. Oh, man. You couldn't be you couldn't be you couldn't get better guys to do uh, something like that Seriously. with they they really are fun loving and really engage like to engage people and so forth so and of course they're always looking to launch uh, launch they you know, they did it for us they did it for dog house uh, brew house dog bones and so forth and they're always looking to launch oh man people out out into into stuff so you know i think it's a great choice that that you went ahead and went with braxton as your first uh as your first live show effort because uh you'll really have a good time over there and they they usually have a pretty good crowd so well we and i'm it, so. i'm sure it helps that i was um i was actually a kickstarter backer i'm a builder for sure. him and um i lived i used to live legitimately a block away from him. my apartment building was right there and uh i just bought a house with my fiance a couple months ago not even f- four or five blocks from there and <clears throat> they've just done so much for covington in general when it comes to um their involvement with like global goats and like bringing events there and being involved with all the local stuff. They've been a really uh, great addition to the city. Listen, I'll tell you what, we're going to take another short break and then we will come back and we will play the game. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy craft. Hi fans. I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast past your screen print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pastura.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturascreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pastura Screen Print. Hi, this is Danny Gold from Quaffillers in Greater Cincinnati. Hi, this is Brandon Hughes from Nine Giant Brewing in Pea Ridge. Hey, hi, this is Peanut from Eight Ball Brewing in Bellevue slash Newport. I'm Eric Bauman from Christian Moreland Brewing Company in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hi, this is Mitchell Doherty from Eight Ball Brewing in Northern Kentucky, Newport slash Bellevue. Hey, this is Mike Albarov from Nine Giant Brewing in Pleasant Ridge. Hi, this is Mike Dewey from Mount Carmel Brewing Company in Mount Carmel, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. My name is Wink Martindale, and we're being joined tonight by Jonathan Klein from Cincy Beer Quiz. And I just thought I'd throw in the game show music because right now we're oh, going to yeah. get ready to play the game. So, uh, Jonathan, why don't you tell us uh, what it's about? And then Tina also I has- have a game. She's turning the tables on me is what she's yeah, doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to beat him at his own game. So I'm going to quiz you. Is that time for that now? Uh, we, we, we'll, we'll do whatever you want. Why don't we start with Jonathan? We'll do... We'll, you, Sounds again, good, you yeah. Kind of explain what, you, what we're doing and what's going on. And then uh, we'll... we'll um, 
well, I'm gonna uh, win. Well, 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 let's. Do we need to write stuff down? Or? No, not at all. It'll, and it'll be kind of informal anyway. Where's what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share um, the actual category that I'm using, uh, and some of these names aren't totally in uh, in stone just yet, but uh, you'll see what I mean. So the first one is beer and music. All right. Oh. This is gonna be great. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of mix this question up because there's two ways I'm thinking about asking it. What famous rock band bought and isolated themselves in the old Windish Mulhauser Barn Brewery in Westchester in the 1970s? Hmm. What band? They actually rented it. They didn't buy it. I'm sorry. Rented the Windish, Windish Mulhauser Barn in in Westchester in the in 1970s. And anybody who's been up there near uh, Union Center, you can see the big barn. It says Molehauser mm-hmm. right on top of it. And okay, now here's a hint. I'm going to Oh, okay. Go. Hint. And hint. that I think is going to give a lot of people... I, I was talking earlier. I want to kind of give people the chance to guess. I'm going to change it and say, what famous rock band from Detroit isolated themselves in the old Windish Molehauser barn in the 1970s? Ooh, from Detroit. Well, I mean, I, That's I, giving I can, it a rock band I can make from a, Detroit. I can, I can make a. There's like one rock band yeah. from Detroit. Go ahead. Is it Kiss? Kiss it's Kiss. But... Exactly. So is it and, Kiss? And most people, when I like, I'll ask the question Kid originally. Rock is Kid, from Kid Rock. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say Jay Giles. Band. M- 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 oh yeah, there we go. Uh, or Ted um, Nugent. CCR. But yeah, yeah they. Nugent. Well, it seems whenever I add the Detroit, they're like, oh yeah, Kiss. So that I've. That's one thing I'm like, okay, that's probably how the question's going to be. Now, background on right, that. Right, because you want people to get it right. You don't want it to be exactly. too hard. Background on that. Did they, they record it there? Did they record it I think album, they just they practiced just... for tours and stuff like that. I, I don't see. think there was any recording done in there. Okay. Um, it's, it's, I've done a couple weddings there. It's not the biggest place, but it is a very beautiful setting. And I'm sure it doesn't look anything quite like it did when they were practicing. But um, I'm sure there was plenty of ridiculous things that happened there. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. sure. That's okay, a very so cool fact. Yeah. so that's cool. No one got that. I did not. Tita did not. Yeah, I did. Uh, she was, oh, she was, did yeah, she they kind of both said around the same time. Okay, all right, good, good. All right, this one's just called namesake. Lager stems from the German word lagern, which means what? Isn't it to store? Correct, to store. Wow, good job. Yeah, to store. To store. <laughs> And the reason I got it right too. The reason <laughs> the reason why it's called lager too is because uh, if I'm not mistaken, the brewing process with lagering is a cold process. It's a it's brewed in a you know uh, it's cellared in a cold blah blah blah. I was I was gonna go with aged aged maybe so that's a you know whatever yeah. but uh, yeah. All right, and this category is called and it's a it's a uh, ode to Jeopardy quotient quotables. <laughs> Beer Very is nice. proof God loves us and wants us to be happy. Is falsely attributed as being said by which founding father? Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. Almost everybody knows that. Yes. Fun fact. I, I appreciate the falsely attributed. The quote part. was derived from a letter Ben sent to his friend Andrew Morlay, and I might be saying that wrong because it's French, in which he mentioned how grapes turned to wine was a constant proof that God loves us and loves to see us happy. So you'll see some people. It's funny because I'm. I, I was talking to my friend the other day when they were brewing um, that they have a similar quote. It's actually the one about wine in there. They're back at their place, and he's like, we get people all the time. He's like, isn't that supposed to be about beer? It's like, well, not really. It was kind of probably terribly uh, translated, or people just kind of made it into their own because it, it still has to do about, right. you know. Sells T-shirts right, right. better. If you yeah, exactly. Well, it's just funny because I'm sure way more people identify with it as being a beer quote sure. rather than whatever. Right. It's, it's hanging on my wall in my basement at home, and every time I look at it, I kind of laugh do you, at myself. Do you, feel like a, do you feel like an imposter? <laughs> not at all. There you go. And that's the thing. The beautiful part about it, it's like, I mean, especially with it, you know, being an American, it's like make it your own. Like, if you want to make something sound like whatever, I always love seeing those hilarious things. Like, uh, don't believe everything you see on the internet, Abe Lincoln, or something ridiculous like <laughs> I've, that. Right. I've got a sign on my wall that says, "The gnarly gnome is the greatest beer blogger in the world." Tina Cisneros. Yeah. <laughs> so this next I category. Never said that. <laughs> this next category in, uh, in two is, centuries, you will. <laughs> there you go. Brews on the tube, so it's all centric around beer and TV and stuff like that. Um, what was the name of the coffee-infused beer that was created during the season one finale of the Drew Carey Show? Mm. Buzz beer. I don't know that. Correct. That was my buzzer. I buzzed in. There you no. go. Do Perfect. you really love Drew Carey? No, I love no, that's beer. Right. I feel like a lot of people. A lot of people have known that because I've probably about I've asked a fair amount of my friends. About half of them know it. I think it's a matter of like if you watch that show, um, that episode in general probably. If you watched most. it, yeah, yeah. I, I saw a a poster one time that has all of the fictional beer from television. Oh, that's, and, that's like, amazing! A picture of all of, it was really really cool. There what was, was the, what was the name of the uh, fictional brewery in uh, Laverne and Shirley? 
Ooh, I couldn't um, tell you that uh, one uh, it's, before it's, my time. It's, it's off of... Sh- it's sh- is it Shots? Shots. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, yes. based off of Schlitz. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes, they were employees of the Schatz Brewery in Milwaukee. I forgot so. that they worked at a brewery. Right. Let's get All right, I've just got two more because I don't want to. I want to. These are questions that are going to be on the quiz on the twenty seventh. I might take away one or two just depending on how I do it. But um, this is a little kind of you're getting a heads up if you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. So the two I have left, uh, the category is prohibition, and there's two, again there are two ways I'm thinking about wording this, um, and one way will make it easier. Uh, at first, I was just going to say, what is a teetotaler? Someone who does not drink. My Correct. And then another way I was going to think about saying it was, what does a teetotaler abstain from? Which would probably help Fun. people. Yeah, there you go. Um, and especially if it's under the prohibition category, people are going to probably think, oh, booze. Okay, so one more. It's called health in the hops is the category. Beer is considered liquid what? Courage. Bread. Protein. Bread. There you go, gnarly now. I do love the courage. I mean, that's the same thing. I, I bet Happiness. you a fair amount of people will get that. But I hope in giving the, uh, I, I'm hoping the category is at least going to hint people on and help them realize what some of the answers are too. Liquid so. smiles. There you go. Liquid cool. Very, very cool. So, and then you're, so you're going to have how many, how many questions per it's either going to be 15, there's two round rounds or, for sure, and it's either going to be 15 or 20. I'm determining kind of what's the good threshold of uh, people keeping people engaged, and I have to take into consideration the timing it's going to take for all the little tidbits I'm going to give out after giving the answers and the, incorporate small talk. Like I said, I want to keep it under 90 minutes if possible, and um, the actual event's going to be going from 7 to 9 p.m. We probably won't actually start trivia until about 7.15, 7.20, I'll be playing a little bit of music before that. But... Um, and I want people, the fun thing is, if somebody even shows up late, they can play in the second round and still uh, be able to win a prize if they want to. So that's kind of the thing. I've had some friends like, oh, well, I'm more in the northern area of Ohio. I'm not sure I can even make it there after working time. It's like, believe me, you can make it for the second half and you'll have just as much fun. So, Don't think. It's it, it, it's 30, Braxton's 30 minutes from anywhere. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's 10 minutes so, from my house. Yeah, it's <laughs> 15 minutes from here. So move to Oakley. Okay, listen. Uh, we, we, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take another quick, quick break, and then Tina and then had I her am own. I'm going to challenge you. Guys can all answer that. Be too. be be easy on me. Um, but I yeah, I'm, I've, st- I've I'm still some, studying this some stuff. Some little so. trivia. It's it's cute. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, it's Mike, and I just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow Cincy Brewcast on all your favorite social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Vine at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, don't forget to download your choice of podcast app and follow us on your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, we are live and interactive worldwide on Periscope TV for Apple and Android. Follow us at Cincy Brewcast. And be sure to check our social media platforms for live show dates and times. Plus, be on the lookout for show video and the new Cincy Brewcast YouTube channel. You can also leave us a Google Voice message at area code 513-601-8785. If we like it, we just might use it on the program. And last but certainly not least, you can send an email to cincybrewcast at gmail.com or utilize the Contact Us page at www.cincybrewcast.com. Get interactive with Cincy Brewcast. Um, I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest to be harvested. They're all out there and and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, "Yeah, I used to drink that craft brew crap," but I, <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you. Uh, the gift that keeps on giving, Dan Listerman, Listerman Brewing Company. We 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 played. If 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 our little thing here that we played during the show gnome were a uh, old fashioned vinyl record, the grooves would <laughs> be worn out. Is <laughs> <laughs> how much we we played uh, the the stuff from uh, Dan Listerman. We're gonna have to have them back on soon. Uh, but we've got. Uh, hey, we got to catch up with them at the. Uh, and we did. Thing. Yes, we did. And we we do have big news this Saturday. This coming Saturday. At 3 p.m., we're going to be live at Fibonacci Brewing in Mount Healthy. 
Absolutely. We're really looking forward to it. We've actually had this one penciled in since, what, like January? Pretty early. So uh, we, we've had them, and apparently the weather looks like it's going to break. Cross our So fingers. it's going to be a beautiful, supposedly, allegedly, it's going to be a beautiful day and a beautiful weekend. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on, too, uh, not, only, not only that. And uh, please come see us, 3 p.m., Fibonacci Brewing on, on Compton Road in mount healthy you won't be able to miss it and if things go right and if the powers if, if betty and or bob are are kind to us which if they're already being kind to us by inviting us over but uh, maybe they'll let us uh, out on the patio instead That's what of we're uh, doing for. it inside so uh we'd really like to do that uh, we'd really like to see everybody 3 p.m come on out please and, get on uh, facebook and share the event with everybody yeah and we'd like to have a good crowd there and and and, and if you haven't been out there they got a they got a great facility it's a great place the outdoor section is is it looks like it's a lot of fun uh i don't know what other what else they might have planned they usually do a food truck on saturday don't they and i do i don't know what they've got going on that weekend yet but if you're a fan of pepper beers that new uh, toll house caps that they put on will smack you right in right in the smack in the, you in the teeth in the we'll right try spot. that on the show i don't know if i'm a big fan of that kind of stuff i actually enjoy we'll it. i'm not a fan of pepper beers and i enjoyed it it was i mean it's spicy but it, i enjoyed it a lot and of course, uh, Betty and Bob, uh, very cool people, uh, you know, very and and kind of a kind of the part of the geek side of, of brewing because uh, Fibonacci, of course, is a kind of a scientific term uh, in honor of a what the eighteenth century Italian, Italian mathematician guy. or something of that nature. So <laughs> I just uh, like saying the word Fibonacci. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so we'll talk to them all about that and how things have been going and and uh, and 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 what's been going on with them. And so we, that'll be our we, first of our summer live shows that we're. We're going to be doing uh, here over the next couple of months, over the next several months. So. We heard a couple hints when we were at Urban Artifact about a possible collaboration going on too. So we'll kind of push right, them. right, that's right. We'll, we'll push them a little bit for that. We'll, we'll get a couple them beers in them and see what we can uh, squeeze and out. Back here with uh, Jonathan Klein from Cincy Beer Quiz. So we just took part of the quiz, and again, tell us everything about what's going to happen on the. It's the 27th, 27th right? down at Braxton Brewery from 7 to 9 p.m. So like explaining the format, uh, they're going to have five categories within each round, two rounds. And at the end of each round, if that team, whatever team wins, if they win the second round, then if they win the second round as well, they're going to go head to head with like a master brewer or somebody from Braxton to basically, I'm going to spout out a bunch of different beers from local craft breweries and they have to match them up with uh, the brewery it comes from, whoever has the most wins that and w- win an additional prize like kind of like a speed card. round kind of yeah. like a, a you know yeah like a fl- family feud at the end or whatever you got to come up with it in a certain amount of time that sounds like fun yeah that sounds pretty cool All right. in, in addition in each round i'm uh having a special co-host for um just to be there or like make small talk with me ask some of the questions and just kind of help add another element to it so cool excellent yeah. and that's the 27th 7 to 9 braxton uh brewing down in covington and uh and, and Jonathan will be kicking off the Cincy Beer Quiz that night. So it sounds like it's going to be a good time. Now, our own in-house trivia, because you do quite, quite a few of the – You host well. some of the trivia over yeah. at uh, Overlook Lodge, yeah. and you've done a couple of different tri- – So she's got kind of her own questions. I have a few questions. I love um, it. Okay. Like, can I so- do this? Wait a minute. Can I do this? Give us some music. No, it's all right. It's a logical question. No! It's <laughs> out of the question! <laughs> right the question. That's a good question, Harry. Gentlemen, oh. question mark. Gentlemen, question mark. <laughs> okay, may I ask you a question, Doctor? And, and I don't mean to be insensitive. Can I raise a practical question at this point? Yeah. No question. There has been a breakdown in military discipline aboard this vessel. I blame the fish people. That's a good question. I guess I, was, I wasn't really prepared for a follow-up question. That's great. An answer. <laughs> All right, so I don't have little, like special rounds like you do, but... Um, Let's. You guys can answer too, also. But if you already know it, like because I said it earlier, I don't think I. Did. Yeah, let I me only ta- said let one. me take a stab okay. at it first. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the first one. What is Mad Tree's official birthday? Oh yeah, I know this because she talked about it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. I would have to dig into my notes for this one. Oh, I'm trying to think when the when the summer bonanza wasn't their birthday. No, I, no. I have no clue. It's the winter bonanza. Yeah, it's definitely oh, January. Yeah, okay. January something. What? January twenty second, two thousand thirteen. Only reason I know this. You work there. That's not fair. The only reason I know this is because it's also my start dog's a tally birthday. of how many mad tree Homer, questions she has. Homer is a, where's Homer? That's Chester. It's Homer's That's birthday. Homer. 
is the same day. Yeah, I think Homer's right My here. My dog and Madtree were born on the same day. Yes, that is Homer. So That's your buddy Homer. Okay, uh, next question. What state has the most breweries per capita? California. How about... Um, oh, Chicago. Or not, <laughs> the state Illinois. of Chicago. <laughs> oh. Michigan. Um, see, I screwed myself with California. It's kind so of a, it's, it's, it's not, a tough one. It's like, j- just think like per capita is like really, uh, that's that's yeah, really, yeah. really Rhode Island. important. <laughs> Rhode Close. Ooh, um, it's got to be New somewhere Hampshire. over there. Massachusetts? No. Oh, shoot. All right, I'll tell you. It's Vermont. Oh, uh, yeah. With 8.6 breweries per 100,000 wow. people over 21. But how many, bre- does, it, does it say how many breweries there are in the state? Like, no. Oh, okay. I mean, I could find that. I yeah, don't worry about it. could do a little bit of math. Um, okay. What was the first beer to win a blue ribbon in the ni- 1893 Chicago World's Fair? Absolutely Ribbon. Yes. Mm. Ready to go. And it was actually the reason why it was called PBR or Absolutely Ribbon was they started calling it at the, um, oh, crap, what uh, football team was it? I was, just, I was just working on this for another quiz. Um, Something Blue Jays was the not baseball team obviously it was some football team they were the ones that started calling it the Blue Ribbon and that was partially why uh, oh cool that's interesting <coughs> that is awesome okay um, what was the daily allowance of farmhouse ale for French farm workers in 1874 that's, there's gallon no multiple choice <laughs> no not multiple choice not a gallon not a gallon oh you mean like when they're working yeah yeah oh, like three, what they three pints. Anybody know? It's five liters. Holy wow! Five to, to drink in to a drink, day, like like on the job. How many like hours? How many hours they drink? I don't know, but how Gosh. wasted were they? Right? Yeah. Well, um, but at the same time, though, that like was a much allowance. lower. That was a much lower ABV beer too. True, and that was their allowance. They probably like don't necessarily drink. Well, okay. Five. <laughs> like I get a, I get a, I get, I get a shift shot at work, and I don't take my shift shot all the time. You know what I mean? But you know what they. Um, uh, uh, there's a book too. I saw I was going through some of the some books and stuff the other day on on online, and there's a book that people drank a lot, a lot, a lot of alcohol back in the old days because they didn't trust the water. No, it didn't, it didn't occur to them that oh, we'll just boil the water and then the, the water will be safe. They figured it had to have the alcohol, and I'm sure in some cases it probably helped to have the alcohol also sanitize it. But yeah, there was there, there were a lot of really drunk people rolling around in the in the 17th, 18th century, 16th century because the main drink yeah. that everybody drank, that the only thing that was safe to drink was stuff that was alcoholic. So. Yeah, well, and yeah. A, a lot of people, let's go back to Egypt. A lot of people, um, what, I feel like a lot of people know this now, but... Um, their main drink was beer, and a lot of a lot of the workers were paid in beer. And an amazing thing that they found out was uh, the they had found inside, I guess it was like inside mummies and other uh, bodies of Egyptians, tetracycline, and they couldn't figure out where it was coming from because tetracycline is actually um, modern day um, crap. It's penicillin, and they this so they basically had figured out they i don't think they necessarily figured out what it was but beer was essentially your vitamins back mm-hmm. in the day mm-hmm. it had everything there's a fa- there's a poster i used to have up in my office that says something to the fact of i drink beer every day because it uh has all the minerals that you need for um every day's allowance or whatever but that was ne- that was necessarily true for them like it really was like right. their life their life water right sweet Mine that's too. a really cool fact actually um okay how old or in what year was the Mount Carmel Brewing Company farmhouse built? Mm. Wait, oh, so you mean like the house that was there before the brewery? Mm-hmm. Like the um, house that they're in right now. 1800s? No, not that. Not, quite not that old. Um, it's, it's 100 and something. I know that. 1908. Nope. 1910. No. You guys are all a little, a little, little. It's not quite 100 years old. It was built in 1924. Um, which would make it 92 years old. Excellent. Is that fact, it? I have one more. I have one more. I was inspired by um, his like fictional, the fictional beer conversation. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> what fictional beer was invented by independent studio services and is a standardized prop for TV slash film bars or beer coolers? It is they um, places that this beer can be found include 
Beer Fest, Desperate Housewives, How oh. I Met Your Mother, My Name is Earl, Star Trek Enterprise, Super Bad, New Girl, Enterprise. and Workaholics. Mm. Oh, let's see. I was just watching Beer Fest the other night. Oh, I should know uh, this. Heisler? Yep. Heisler. Heisler. Yes. Nice. Yes. Um, and it's also been in American Pie Presents Bandcamp, Bionic Woman, Burn Notice, <laughs> CSI Miami. Wow. That's great. Um, Stealing Harvard, The Sarah Connor Chronicles, Two and a Half Men, The Shield, Terminator. See, oh, I love little things like that with um, the entertainment industry. Yeah, there's like a ton of them. Like um, Veronica Mars weeds. Is it um, is it actual beer? Or is it just the cans? Just no, the brand? Just oh, the I'm cans. sure it's just, just so they don't brand. have to. Get, yeah. Just so they don't have to either get sponsorship from right, whatever brewery right. or. Yeah. Another one I like for... is, is what is the name of the beer that they drank in uh, Mash? Does anybody remember that? Oh, see, they were always remember. drinking gin though because they had the still but going. But they always there was beer around and it was it was in those gold it was in gold cans, mm. and it was called Star. <laughs> That's um, what it was, really? it was on the side of the can with I Star. Have, I have tried the mash beer that was put out in 1983 oh, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's, not, it's not very good. That's too well, bad. Well, now, of course. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, yeah, well, believe thanks me, it probably to, uh, wasn't thanks good back then either. <laughs> thanks to Beer Mumbo for inspiring oh, that man. one. Uh, However, the, the Hootie Delight from the 70s did stand up fairly well. Yeah. Tina, it's any more good, brain busters? No, that's it. Billy Madison would say it. That's it. Do you guys have any? I've got some that are that are more um, uh, some yeah. local stuff. Oh, okay. Um, which local brewery in Cincinnati was the first to introduce canned beer? Now, if you had been listening to Cincy Brewcast, you would have heard this question on our. <laughs> I want to say show. Rheingeist, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. That is not even close to being true. Can't. Oh, first, wait, wait, I mean, say it first. Historically speaking. Oh, you don't mean anytime soon. Okay, so historically speaking. <laughs> even then, it would have been mad true. Um. What? <laughs> Uh, Lion Brewery. I say uh, Burger. You were there for the Christmas show. This is one of our questions. Well, yeah, I know, it but I don't remember. Burger. It's not like I remember <laughs> that. Burger. I don't remember what I had for lunch um, yesterday. No, come on. Burger introduced it in 1935. It was like what, two years after canned beer really oh, wow. started being made. So they were. They All right, were here's a fun thing about Burger. Right up on it. What year were they bought by Hootapole? Mm. Well, you could say the decade. I'm gonna say. That's, I'm going to say 80s. I'm going to say 90s because I think the 80s, was they were still separate entities. 70s. Really? Yeah. I think, I can't remember the exact date. I have it written down on my little cheat sheet, but, um, but they obviously continued with the, the brand and everything. Right. Now I'm just going to throw one out that's been off, been on the, on the top of my head. That's, that's just right off the top of my head, but this is something you could either use or you can flush down the toilet or whatever. No, I love it. But. The Cincinnati Reds have had numerous, quote unquote, official beer sponsors. Uh, like name three of them. Name three of them. Yeah. Um, Who do you delight? Was definitely. You mean like Utapol definitely was one of their official beer sponsors at one time. That is correct. I want to say Budweiser. I want to say, say Burger. Budweiser is correct because it, well, Budweiser current, is yeah, yeah that's, that's their current. That's their current official one, beer sponsor. Budweiser is one of the reasons why I can't sell milk. I, I sell beer at the ballpark, too, and um, last year we were selling Bud, Bud Light, Miller, and three different crafts. We'd have, like, Lion Kugel and, oh, crap, what else do we have? Shock Top and a couple other random beers. But this year we're down to Bud and Bud Light because they couldn't. I'm, oh, no don't t- Don't tell my bosses, but we're, my they couldn't come to a uh, – Agreement with Miller Coors wow. about sponsorships. So. Wow, that's that's wild. The, the easy it's other it's one amazing, right? Yeah, because right. I think Wiedemann was the f- one of the first sponsors. And Wiedemann definitely. There was also Burger, Stroh's was Stroh's, for yeah. quite some time. Bohemian. Oh, there wow, was yeah. a uh, there was a, a ad on the back yeah. of their scorecards for Bohemian beer. Uh, so yeah, there was a, there's been quite a few over the years for the, for the Reds. And, yeah, and and uh, so that's what so there. Yeah, I mean that's. I have a Cincy Brewcast trivia question that I don't know the answer to, but I'd like to. <laughs> and I want, I want to know if you guys know let's, off the top okay, of your let's head. Let's do it. Um, how, much was, how much did it cost? How much was the brew house that Dan Listerman bought? It was... Did he say like $750? I think it was more expensive than that. I want to say it was like three to five grand, somewhere around there. That was on one of the shows, though, right? Yeah, he, that was our Listerman that. live show, and he yeah. said it, and he told us, and I can't remember. Huh. I was just curious if we remembered or not. I feel yeah. like it's a cool piece of trivia. 
Cool. Very cool. Well, listen, we're going to take a short break and uh, again, and we're going to come back uh, and wrap it up here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, fans. I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pastura.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturascreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pastura Screen Print. So the first beer I ever had that really just shocked me and made me realize what beer could be about was uh, Dogfish Head 90 Minute. Um, so whenever I first tried that beer, it was just amazing. I, I couldn't believe that beer could taste like that. Hi, this is Mike Dewey from Mount Carmel Brewing Company in Mount Carmel, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> All right, and again, uh, one more time, we'll uh, mention that uh, this Saturday, uh, beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, uh, we will be at Fibonacci Brewing. We just heard from Bob Wallace there uh, on what his first favorite craft beer was. So um, definitely 3 p.m. at Fibonacci on Compton Road in Mount Healthy, definitely check out Facebook. Definitely, definitely, definitely. What the hell's wrong with me? Um, <laughs> check out Facebook. Check out Twitter. We'll be tweeting a bunch of stuff out about it. And uh, come out and see us. And get your questions ready because, you know, anytime we have a live event, everybody is more than welcome to grab a microphone and ask questions and I, I take part know, in the show. I so. don't know if we want, like, trivia questions. Although, if you've we'll, got a good we'll one, we'll, we'll, we'll take a stab <laughs> there at you it. There go. That's for sure. So, um, so um Again, Jonathan Klein joining us from Cincy Beer Quiz. We've been having a little fun today, asking each other different trivia-type questions and things like that. Um, what are you drinking right now? What's your favorite? What's your what do you like to what, what do you like to drink? What's your go-to? What you, you know? I mean, do you have something like that? Well, I feel like my cellar is filled with uh, barrel-aged uh, stouts, but that that's hard to like. <laughs> that's hard to drink by yourself. So I always right. try to plan it. But right. as we were talking earlier, I've been uh, I've definitely been more, especially with it's starting to warm up. I've been trying more gozes and sours and um, Berliner Weisses. And um, I, th- I think the the big attraction to them, too, is very few beers when I hear like, oh, this is this is a um, this has a peach flavor to it. Or this has some type of fruit associated with it. it. Most of them always fall short. And I've been noticing with sours, they seem to do a better job of actually pairing well with like the fruit that they're associating with so many other times like especially in a high gravity ipa like some of that gets lost but otherwise um man i trying to think of more i mean i'm definitely one of those guys that uh, you're in it for the hunt you're like you hear about something you want to go try and find it or uh, at least try it and sometimes certain beers that you used to drink all the time it's not that you avoid them, but it's like you're all, all like, oh, yeah, I could buy that. But look at this other beer that I've never there's, had there's next to so it. There's only so much fridge space at a certain point. I will say you're... that I, I I can say for sure. Um, I'd, and I mean, I'd been into beer for a while, but I think the beer that really kind of, when I taste is like, wow, this is this is a dessert beer, and this is also very um, complex and something that like made me want to try other versions of it is New Holland's Dragon's Milk, and that's been a staple to sure. me since sure. 2009 or something yeah. like that. Um, and when I go back to, and obviously I've been enjoying the hell out of all the variants, we're about to do a whole bottle share. We're going through all of them and um, I'm Sweet. really looking forward to that. Cool. But um, um, You've mentioned sort of in passing that you, you among other things, you're, that you're a beer vendor down at uh, Great American Ballpark. Yeah. What is the favorite, what has been the favorite craft beer down there at Great American Ballpark or maybe the one that you sold the most and what's something that you'd like to sell that maybe either as we mentioned earlier through contract contractual yeah. obligations or whatever that, that you'd like to sell that you think people would really get a kick out of that well there. it's been inter- interesting to see that because I feel like the, out of the products we had last year especially when it's really started to hit summer times the craft beer that sold well was the summer shandy and as much as I'm saying these beers are craft beers they're definitely the macro versions of sure. craft beer so like goose IPA 
Um, we had Blue Moon, uh, Shock Top, um, Angry Orchard, and I ah, did we have no? We didn't have Yingling. We we sell Yingling at PB at Paul Ron Stadium, and sometimes at US Bank Arena. US Bank Arena is even weirder sometimes. But I've done, um, and those aren't the only places I work. So I've worked in Cincinnati, U.S. Bank, Paul Brown, Great American Ballpark, Fending Beer. I just back in um, February, I went to Phoenix, Arizona to work a big golf outing there. I uh, was in Indianapolis on Saturday working a Supercross event. Um, and a lot wow. of the, yeah, and a lot of you travel to sell beer. That's pretty well, cool. Well, <laughs> some of some of this stuff is really worth it for me. Um, Last August, I went up and worked a three-day fish concert. Primarily, we sold craft beer there. Right. That was the really fun part and a little bit frustrating because the first night, uh, we've got Magic Hat number nine, and I couldn't. I wasn't even getting any domestic beer. I was just taking that out at one point, and then near the end of the night, they're like, they're taking it from us. They're going to move it into the stands because they make more money selling it in the stands. We're like, son of a... <laughs> but the fun part was the rest of the weekend, basically what they were trying to do is find us different craft beers to sell. Like one day, we were selling... Um, 21st or we were selling Uinta's Hop Nosh and their uh they split their 12 packs uh, that's this has become a really popular thing where uh they do six and six they do six of a standard and then six of a session and then the next day we were selling like 21st amendment their black IPA and oh, their, I love that stuff too um what was the other one but that was selling really well cool. um too but um it's just it's so interesting certain places I bet that black IPA go really well down at down at Great American if they if they sold it there yeah, well, I think it would be really Well and okay a, so I work the UC football games right and Rheingeist sells crazy good um mm-hmm. I've even at times thought about just taking out Rheingeist and I know it would do pretty decent you still have to have some of the micro macro breweries in there but right. uh, man it's if any place right. that with local beers and literally every year since we've uh I think Mad Tree and Rheingeist have been in in a can form at Great American Ballpark. This will now be the third season. And every time, like when my boss sent out an email, I was like, when are, like, you tell me the second that we're going to be able to be the ones selling it. Because I, if you're just like pulling a certain amount of people that are going to be selling craft beer, which is how we do it at other stadiums, then I'm in. I want to do that right, because right. I know people eat it up. And like, I would much rather be selling that than. Um, well, it's, you know, we, we, we go a lot of Bearcat games and. It's so much fun in the last couple seasons to be able to be sitting in the stands and your beer guy oh, yeah. comes up and you say, "Oh, you know, do you have any, do you have any Madry or Rheingeist or Braxton?" And you know, "Oh no," but you know, I promise you, the next time I come up, I'm going to have some of my thing. And then from then on out, you've got it right there. And he's right. Going, which, yeah. one, well, which one do you want this time? And you can, right. You know, right. It's, well, it's funny because some of the older vendors um, or just people who've been in it for longer than I have, they're like, they don't like carrying some of that, some of the other stuff because it's too many things to consider and i'm like no too, I, too many things are I, want, I want to get what the people want you know no, I, I say I, I promise that not only will i buy them i will get every person around me to buy them <laughs> <laughs> yeah even so, if i have to pay for so it. real quick we're going to wrap it up uh what is, tell us everything about what's going to happen and then and then also do a little plug for your djs yeah of business. course so uh april 27th uh get there uh, a little bit before seven or even if you show up at seven you have a little bit of time to form a team teams can be two to six people um i would say if you're really trying to build a, a dream team and try to win this thing have a friend that uh, knows a lot about um specifically cincinnati beers knows a, somebody that knows a little bit about beer history in general and some prohibition stuff um and then just your general trivia nerd is going to be able to, because like I said, I'm trying to make this to where I'm giving a fair amount of information in the actual question to be able to answer it, or at least guess, because um, some of this stuff, like I said, people aren't going to know about a brewery from the 1800s that lasted a year or um, something that got basically dissolved because of prohibition. And um, like I said, really, the Cincy Beer Quiz came out of um, my thought of, well, I need another way to help promote my business and not only... Um, do that, but give people a chance to come and see how good I am on a mic that I can organize something fun and entertaining, but also, um, there's a certain amount of responsibility too. I've been doing wedding, uh, DJ for 10 years now. And there was times when I wasn't doing it full time that I uh, actually had to take off work to get well enough to work, uh, to work somebody's wedding. Like I took off two days of my regular job. It helps. I was working with my family because I was so sick. I was like, there's no way that I can miss this wedding because, um, because I just so happen to be sick. Like, and there's been other, even more extreme cases that I'd rather not talk about that, um, <laughs> that kept me, that, uh, sure. that I wouldn't let keep me from right. doing something. Like, yeah. I, I care that much about somebody's day. I know how important it is. And even when things go awry for somebody's wedding, I'm never, um, they, they generally don't know about it, if that makes right. sense. I make sure to either right. figure out the problem and fix it before they know or just, 
I realized, especially now planning my own wedding and going through that whole process, there's a lot of different little details that might even get lost in your planning or putting together things like that. And I just spent a lot of time relying on somebody else to worry about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's Cincy Beer Quiz, two weeks time. Uh, from or two weeks from Wednesday, yeah. uh, April twenty seventh, seven to nine p.m. Braxton Brewing in Covington. If you don't know where it is now, uh, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Uh, <laughs> and then the DJ business is called JM Entertainment, and that's at uh, jmentertains.com, facebook.com slash jmentertainscov, um, and you can email me at jk at jmentertains.com, and um, I'd love to talk to you about your special event. And, and then that's the and then the Cincy Beer Quiz has its own Facebook page. Yep, facebook.com. Uh, slash Cincy Beer Quiz. Congratulations. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks we for really having me. It was a great time. It. We had a really good time with you, and uh, we'll, we'll have to do it again sometime Absolutely. real soon. That sounds great to uh, me. All right. Can uh, I do a shameless plug? Yeah, sure. Please, quickly. Uh, 420 is coming up at the Overlook Lodge. We are going to be doing a movie screening of The Big Lebowski. Nice. There will be... Um, we're going to watch the movie. The movie starts at 7, and then at 9 o'clock when the movie is over, we are taking everyone who has attended the event, if they would like to come. We are going bowling at Stone Lanes. Um, there's going to be a lot of cool food, white Russians, a uh, special twin shot called the Ransom Note. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, whether or not you're a celebrator of the 420 holiday. <laughs> Very nice. And then, of course, our own shameless plug. Uh, this Saturday, once again, Fibonacci Brewing, 3 p.m. Uh, we're going to have a good time out there. Tell we're gonna all get, your friends. Yeah, tell all your friends. We're going to get loose. I'm telling you. Also, <laughs> also, don't forget Stark Beer Fest this weekend, too. Oh, yeah. Stark Beer Fest over at Listerman, uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, so if you're going to do that, uh, that, you can stop out there after you come to Fibonacci. That's right. Uh, for the Gnarly Gnome, thegnarlygnome.com. Absolutely. Tina Cisneros of the Overlook Lodge. My name is Mike Cisneros. You've been listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.